listening, Particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories for people that I barely know and share them with you, and that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say, but it's always a good story. Before we get started, are you thinking about joining the ranks of podcasters? If so, let me give a shout out to Blueberry, who is part of how this show is here today. They make it so easy with their PowerPress plugin. Each show is effortlessly linked to iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and more. Even better, they have five-star support with Mike to get everything humming along. Go to Blueberry.com, that's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y, and use promo code LISTEN to get your free month trial. Hello, listeners. This is Jane. I'm getting ready to um, head out on an adventure to California. So if you happen to be on the West Coast in the second half of July in the, in the Bay Area or north of that and want to meet up and have a conversation, please be sure to get a hold of me on the website. Otherwise, let me tell you a little bit about today's guest. It's Tina Marie, and she is an angel intuitive. She does this really cool thing where she can, I don't know, check in with your angels, check in with the heavens and give you information and help guide you. She goes around the world speaking and training. And what you'll find is how she came to do this work in and of itself is a pretty cool journey. And um, what she's giving back through the work that she does now is kind of helping people connect to their soul as well. And through doing that, they find their purpose and do the things that they're meant to do. So again, if you're out west, Give me a shout. Otherwise, kick back and enjoy this conversation with Tina. Hi, Tina. Welcome to Glistening Particles. Hi, Jane. I'm so excited to be here. I know. It took us a while to make this thing happen, didn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's been about five months. I think we've been like, between our schedules and our lives, it's been like, ah, let's redo that again. (laughs) I know. It's like, uh, I feel like the older I get, the more that I evolve. This concept of divine timing is just like, (laughs) so I'm learning more and more about it and having to just trust. (laughs) I know. And who knew that June 13th, 2017 was the divine day for this to happen? But it is. So we're here. Yes, we are. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So um, I wanted to start out by giving people a little bit of an idea of what you do, what your work is, and then we'll kind of start and, you know, inching in around it to find out more about you. Sure. Um, well, uh, I'm an, an angel intuitive, which means that ever since I was a little girl, I've, I've had light beings around me, which I choose to call angels that I've communicated with. And as they've been around me and communicating with me throughout my life, I've developed, um, 
yeah, I guess healing abilities as well. And I've taken tons of classes and certification courses over the years to open up even more and to understand uh, on a deeper level what these gifts are. And now it's what I do. Uh, I, I travel the world. I help people connect with their intuition. I help people connect with their angels. And even though my work shifts uh, here and there at the core of it, it's to help people to find their purpose, their reason for being here. And whether you believe in angels or not, even if you're just connecting with your soul, uh, your higher self, the words don't I always say the words don't matter or the context of, of, uh, of what works for you. Uh, I hold the space for where everybody is and whatever mm -hmm. they believe, whatever they believe. But I just love to see people start to quiet that the noise in their head as I lead different meditations, because that's one of my major gifts is guiding people through meditations and then see them have an experience that's beyond the physical senses mm -hmm. and that's such a joy because, you know, there are a lot of skeptics out there and that's fine too. I always say, don't just listen to what I say or what I teach. You have an experience for yourself. And the beauty of these angelic beings and guides, uh, they're there every moment um, surrounding each one of us, giving us an opportunity to really see who we are. And it's not usually the, what we see in the mirror. <laughs> uh, it's so much bigger and grander and brighter and uh, it's just, it's, it's our choice to, to see from that higher perspective, to invite those beings in so that we can have a more fulfilled life, so that we can, you know, feel the very happiness that is our natural state of being. So... That sounds like a pretty cool job, if you ask me. <laughs> I know, it's like, I, I, well, I want to do that. No, I want to, I want to like hang out with you. That's probably more of it. I want to soak up some of that angel light and uh, see them. So how did you... How did you see them as a kid? Like how like how young were you that you can remember seeing them? Oh, see, I know it's so interesting because I I go into meditation sometimes to really try to remember even you know remember more, mm -hmm. but but I I don't know the actual age because I'm really terrible when it comes to numbers and ages and stuff like that. It's <laughs> Me just one too. Of those things. My brain just you know it's like ah, oh. but uh, but I remember talking to these beings that were there and my mom later I heard her saying that I had imaginary friends and so mm -hmm. the thing is over the years I started to believe they were imaginary and then I lost what they looked like because I started to believe that she was right uh -huh. does that make sense totally so, totally makes so, sense and I and I shut it down for a while uh, until you know later on I mm -hmm. had to to be to you know to fit in and be accepted and not be weird uh, but Going back to, I just remember having such a faith. Uh, I was brought up Catholic, but I had a relationship with Jesus that was very non-denominational, which mm -hmm. I wouldn't have even known what that meant then. Mm -hmm. uh, but he was there, and there were guides, and there was um, a Michael, which I later learned to discover was Archangel Michael, and um, it was it was very young. Mm. I think we're more open to it then. You know, I, I a lot of people I've talked to who are doing this sort of work had the same experience where they knew things when they were really young and they sort of were told to shut them down or they quieted them or didn't talk about them anymore because people thought it wasn't true. Yeah. It's so true. I mean, even when my own kids would say things like that when they were really young, I would be like, yeah, 
tell me about it. Like, tell me, what does it look like? What's his name? Because uh, I know that they're seeing something, you know, that's too yeah. hard to make up. And you know what, Jane? It's mm-hmm. so awesome um, that you, not every parent is like that. And so how awesome for, you know, your children to have that to explore. And in every path is unique. Mm-hmm. I just truly, tr- I truly trust that. Um, I don't blame my mom you know, right, although they were, right. you know, at all, at all, it's just, you know, my, my path, but I love when I hear that there, are, and I, I love to even educate parents if their kids are having those experiences, mm-hmm. because sometimes, um, you know, people get freaked out and it's like, there's nothing to fear, you know, right, uh, right. but just be open and listen. And, and, and that's, yeah. that's the biggest space you could provide. I know there's such little magnets too. And it's kind of cool how they can articulate it even at a really young age. You know, like this this knowing that they have about things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we, we've all been there, whether mm-hmm. we remember it or not. Right. You yeah, know? I don't remember my mom necessarily. I mean, my parents de- definitely didn't. They, they liked, they really nurtured an imagination. So they never, um, you know, squelched anything. Who knows what things I said back then. Right. <laughs> I was probably always coming up with lots of wild stories. But um, <laughs> my mom was really intuitive and had a really strong faith and had some pretty profound experiences with angels. So it's not necessarily that she said, oh, you have to see angels come look. You know what I mean? It was more that she just accepted that as norm, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of how I'm I'm trying to do the same thing. I'm not trying to push it on them or make them believe what I believe, but that there's nothing abnormal about it. It's just normal. If you see yeah. that that's normal stuff. Well, you know, my, my parents probably are the most supportive people I know. They've always supported me so gosh, through everything. I'm so grateful. Um, but being brought up in a more structured religion just based on their belief in mm-hmm. Catholicism, I don't I don't I wouldn't say that I have bad memories, but when I think back to how it still affects me now, it was all the, you you shouldn't do this, and the Bible says this, and, you know, and so all of those you can'ts and you shouldn't, and Mm -hmm. I just, I was so innocent and naive, and and then I'm having an experience that's different, you know, with this being that I'm speaking with, so it causes a lot of confusion, which is, you know, and then being around other girls or, or kids that mm-hmm. just don't, don't understand and learning really early on that I couldn't be myself, you know? And it was like, yeah. oh, that's so scarring and, mm-hmm. and, and painful. It definitely is. And, you know, at the time, even looking back, I'm like, well, why did, why did you or why did I or whatever, whomever have to go through these hard things? But I, and I'm sure you'll agree with this. I, yeah. For sure, believe that all of those things are what brought me to this point today to do this work. You know, it's yes. like a huge amount of compassion and understanding for people that I couldn't get if I didn't have those experiences. So that's kind of that's one of the things yes. I love people to remember is that a lot of that. I mean, and I haven't had hardships like some people have had, so I don't mean to overstate them, but mm-hmm. um, but they're they all create the person we're here to be at the moment in time. So it's not such a bad thing, I guess. Oh my gosh, I couldn't agree more. And you know, the, the irony of learning early on that I couldn't be myself is that mm-hmm. my, my earliest memory with my father, to this day, and my little, <laughs> sister, my, little, my little sisters and I, we joke, he always said, be yourself. Every time I left the house, <laughs> be yourself. And so it's like, wow, I think that my big purpose in life is to find that out for myself and maybe mm-hmm. help others do the same. And so I've gone through all these experiences where I haven't been myself, even so much yeah. as become, becoming an actor 
actress for most of my life. So it's like, ah, then I'm being somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's talk about that. Because I want to know what other things you did. Where did this, uh, where did this all lead you before you got here? I'm curious. Well, just kind of like you said, it's like everything leads us to this point. So I was an actress from, you know, elementary school, God, for, you know, half my life, I would say. Mm -hmm. And I was in play after play and I loved it. It's all I wanted to do. Uh, I was in a school that, that, we did like four plays a year, so I was very supportive in, in the theater and the performing mm-hmm. arts. And uh, then I went to a school in Manhattan that was it was risky. You had, you had to get invited back to the second year, and you know I got invited back to the second year. So that was more like really into the training. And and then I moved out to to Los Angeles because it's you thought oh, I love theater, but now <laughs> you know Hollywood. I'm going to be a star and. Right. Uh, that's kind of where it all fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I've uh-huh. never heard that story before. <laughs> that's the unfortunate part of it, right? It's like yeah. it's tough business. It's tough. It's business. so it's so tough, and it's like you know I I used to say I used to get so offended when people would say how long are you going to give it because mm. it's like because I'd be like this is all I want to do this is but you know what's interesting is I I lost the passion for it and it was probably the first time I went into a depression because it was like if I'm not an actress, I don't know who I am. I don't know how to identify who I am because I was, everything was external, Mm -hmm. you you know? And, uh, that's when I I was just talking to you before the show. It's going to sound weird, but that's me. Uh, so I, (laughs) when I, when I went into this depression and couldn't define who I was, I have always loved animals. And so I immersed myself into animal science, uh, volunteering at an animal sanctuary, uh, studying all about wild animals. And for almost about five years, I almost became an exotic animal trainer. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, where did you do that? How do you, how does somebody walk, like all the things, right? All the things. How did, there's got to be a little bit more to that story, how you ended up there. That's why it's like, I know it just sounds so weird and it's all over the place, but it's like, um, so living in California, uh, I was right next, well, about 20 minutes, you know, you're, it's the Angeles National Forest Mm -hmm. and it's a place called the Wildlife Way Station. And I would go there and I'd volunteer my time because you realize I'm in this depression and Mm -hmm. I would be, and I always loved animals my whole life. It's another memory from like my dad. He used to have these animal cards and he'd show them to me and it was all different species and wild animals. And so I've just always, you know, been into the animals. And so in my mind, it was, if I'm not an actress, that must be my purpose, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? That's so um, cool, though. I mean, what a way to bring yourself through depression, right? I mean, doing something, giving back in a way that's really useful. Yeah, and it was, you know, it was so fun. I always loved big cats and tigers, and I I would clean the feeding trays, and uh, we had this big stick where we would pull the poop because you had to get it out of the, you know, I had to get it out of the the enclosure. And I remember being so happy, Jane, and going, oh, my God, like, I've gone from – thinking that I would meant, you know, was supposed to be this performing arts, you know, actress. Mm-hmm. I'm pulling poop and I'm happier. This is <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, I totally and, get that. <laughs> and um, so, you know, another long story, but to try to make it short, uh, you know, I, I got uh, they, there was there's a school called um, uh, 
well, it's more part college, but this, the program is exotic animal training and management. And mm-hmm. it's very difficult to get into the program. And I was already taking all these prerequisite classes there. And I actually got accepted and I couldn't believe it. I never thought that I'd get accepted. Wow. Why did you think that? Uh, I don't you know. Um, that be? I don't know. Uh, maybe, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I think that it was somewhat of still insecurities that were there and lack of self-worth and, you know, and, and not being a hundred percent sure, is this really what I want to do? Mm-hmm. And, um, I ended up not accepting and going because I was getting married. I, I had to choose. <laughs> You're going to get married or go to the program. And, um, so you choose the guy, you chose the guy over the cats. Is that I- what you're telling me? Over the big cats and the yeah, wild animals? I, we, we are divorced. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my point. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it, it sent me into another kind of, uh, mm. I don't want to say depression, but like, you know, again, it made me realize I've been searching in all the wrong places. And right. that led me to Eastern religions, meditation, yoga, and when I started on that path, that's when all of the insights from my childhood came back. But I needed to go through all the other stuff and be searching in the quote-unquote wrong way to, before I could come around and then, um, you know, be in a place where I was more receptive because I was searching inward. You know, I almost wonder if there's anybody, like if, you, if, we, if I talk to everybody in the world, for the most part, Anybody that doesn't have to go through some level of like, try and fail, you know, try this and that didn't fit right and try this and that didn't fit right and try this to really get to the point where they're themselves. I don't think anyone comes out of the gate knowing that, honestly. No. Well, you know, it is like I've said to a lot of my classes before, um, if, if we incarnated at this particular time on the planet and we're meant to be an enlightened being, like there's many in India, there's many that, you know, they, um, they come and they visit us and they give us their blessing and their, you know, and, um, like that, if that was our incarnation, then maybe we wouldn't have to go through all this other stuff. But when we incarnate to be a human, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to go through human stuff. <laughs> right, right. It's part of the, part of the, what we signed up for, right? Yeah. <laughs> So you went, you didn't go to the big, the big animal training, you got married. And then how did you end up coming to do this work that you do today then? What was the next step? Um, so then I was immersed in, well, that's where it's like those little ahas, those, those little synchronistic things started to really happen. Whereas I was at this yoga class where this girl invited me to her meditation group. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Little did I know it was a group of healers and intuitives, and mm-hmm. I didn't know. I just was trying to learn how to meditate, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I was with them for a while, learning how to meditate. And then the, the woman became my my Reiki teacher, and all this other healing, you know, this all this healing stuff. And and then there were names throughout my life that were my quote unquote imaginary friends or guides. Uh, like people would come up to me and be like, you have Archangel Michael around you, or <laughs> do you know a Michael? And, and then other names that were some of my guides. And so it was enough to make me go, what is, like, who is this Archangel Michael, right. you know? And so as I started to then go into meditation and, and ask him to come in and then just even read anything I could about what anybody right. else did, um, it led me to certain teachers and programs that I would go and it was like, oh my God, this is this is what I want to do. This is the kind of work that like, 
you know, just lights me up. And I'd never felt anything like that. And mm-hmm. I didn't feel this from acting. I didn't feel this. I love the animals. I love acting. I still love them both. But this was different. This was mm-hmm. like, this was like, wow, this is, I want to help people learn this or, or discover it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I can, I can feel it actually in your voice, the way you're telling it. How long have you been doing this? I have like five questions backed up in my head. So I'm yeah, I know. Going. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. Uh, I'm just like, um, it's been almost 15 years. I oh, wow. Wow. I didn't realize it was that long. That's amazing. And you go all over the world and do this, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's so cool. So, okay. So that was there a point where you lot like where you thought, oh, I can't do this, or this is, you know, this is more than I can do, or I, you had any dips in your interest or enthusiasm about it during this I w- time? Um, I don't know if I'd say, well, I want to say yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um, because everything was going, I mean, I really built my business and I, I, cause I loved it. I believed it. I practiced, you know, I just, I saw it, I visualized it. I, and so, you know, I kind of built it up, but like anything else, you know, the, the challenges and the struggles, as we've been saying, mm-hmm. become a lot of our lessons. I, I did go through a period where I, I think that it's more than a depression. I call it a dark night of the soul Hmm. where I just feel like I lost myself, where I I just didn't, I, I, I kind of lost sight of everything that just, I didn't even know what I believed anymore. And Hmm. I had a teacher that said that so much of the spiritual path, you feel like, you know, everything followed by, you feel like you don't know anything at all followed by then you, you know, and thank God I remembered him saying that. I totally get what you're saying. I mean, mm-hmm. I, and I, I this isn't about me, but since we're having a conversation, yeah, please, <laughs> I'll say no, this. I want to hear. So that's exactly that's sort of well, not exactly, but that's where I feel right now. I mean, I feel very sure about the work I'm doing. That that I have no doubts about. Mm-hmm. But um, from a spiritual perspective, you know, I grew up uh, Christian Lutheran, and mm-hmm. that's what I raised my children as, and. And there have been times where my faith was really, I felt really um, connected to it and engaged with it. And then times yeah. where I felt sort of like this is just one of the things you do, like, you know, other chores, essentially. And I don't, no, no offense, anyone. Um, but then as I became, followed follow this more spiritual path, you know, my mind expanded, my beliefs expanded. I have this sort of like, the foundation of it in my mind is that everybody's talking about the same God. It's just the way that humans interpreted the words or maybe misinterpreted the words to fit whatever the period was of the time, you know, whatever thousands of years ago things were written down. And, but then I feel a little bit lost because I'm like, now what do I tether to? Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean, Jane, because that's kind of when you asked me the initial question, I said, yes and no, Mm -hmm. because I feel like even right now, somewhat right now, I'm going through multiple times of exactly what you're saying. Cause Mm -hmm. you know, I thought I knew it all and I was, you know, from a very innocent, pure place, like teaching what I knew, but that started to shift. And Mm -hmm. I think it's because we're always evolving Mm. and the more we stay open and, and accepting. And that's why I always say wherever you're at on your path, how can I judge someone for being in, you know, a limited structured religion mindset when I was there at one point? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't even Uh, like, I don't even feel that anymore. Not any, mm -hmm. I don't, I, I know you aren't either, but I don't judge people or I don't, it's more like 
believe what you choose to believe. Right. But, I, but when I look at myself, I can't define it. And that's sort of a little bit unsettling. So I'm working on that, trying to figure out what uh. is it that I'm... What is it that I'm tethered to? What is my, you know, my source of belief? And I, other than calling it source or universe, I don't have, like, and I even pray to God, but I, but I don't know. It's not like the God that I was probably brought up on because I don't have the same belief in, in the words that were written and some of them because of the way that they are, they just don't align with my beliefs, which is that everybody is equal and everybody's valued. Equally. Right. And you know what? Everything you're saying is so 100% part of the journey of the mm-hmm. soul because I, I went from, you know, talking to God to then just talking to the angels. Mm-hmm. And not that I forgot about God, but I, I couldn't understand what that was anymore because I was brought up, it was Jesus. And then mm-hmm. it's like, wait, it's more than just, G-, you know, and then you just get all. So then I was just talking to my angels. Now I'm back around where I love the angels. I teach about them every day, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm getting back to that aspect of, but I understand what you're saying because it's like, <laughs> Because it's like God, the Holy Spirit, Source, Spirit. It's like we can call it so many different things. Mm-hmm. But in my meditations, what I've really been getting to, and, and some people, this makes people uncomfortable, which it shouldn't though, is our higher self is that God presence. Mm. And that's what we need to be tapping into. But it's like, it's not anything that should be blasphemous. It's something that's beautiful. Like one of my teachers had said, like, that's your beloved. Like, you know, I and my beloved are one. It's like the, you know, each one of us is an emanation of mm-hmm. of the creator. And so when we can just tune into that energy and live from that space, if, you know, and I love that in, in India, they, they say, if you can define what God is, it isn't. Because it's because you you cannot define something that's indescribable because it's so much more than than words. Ah, so that's probably what it is. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I well, reached when you that said point you were trying to define just, it, yeah. yeah, I can't. Yeah, that's exactly it. I I want to wrap a box around something that's not containable. Right. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. See, we'd get there. I knew we'd get there. I knew we would too. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, what what else is on my mind here about what you're doing? Oh, back in the beginning, when you were telling me about when you were telling everybody about your work that you do, mm-hmm. um, you talked about helping people align with their intuition. Yeah. And I wondered if, if you'd feel like sharing a story or experience, because in my mind, when you said that, what I imagined is um, what I might what 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 might have showed up on my face when that happened. You know what I mean? Because I know yeah. that I had those moments myself, where all of a sudden, all the pieces sort of like you felt them click into place, like a transformer. You know how those transformers in the yeah. movie they all like whatever those noise effects are, and they they like click into place. That, that was so bad. I need to get a sound effect for that. But <laughs> when all that like when they transform from the car into the guy or whatever, and everything clicks into place, that's what I felt like happened when it all like all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Everything shifted at once and clicked, and like all these things that I never knew, I knew it was really bizarre. But I love um, that. I know, I know. I should. I wish I could have uh, seen my face at that moment. That probably was pretty <laughs> impressive. Um, so I wonder if you experience that when people start, um, and I and I experience it every day in a way. I mean, every day yeah. that I'm doing this work that I love and that lights me up, and that I get to talk with people and have these conversations, it's like I feel that it's like a uh, after effect of that moment, you know what I mean? Yeah. So do you do you see that? Have you seen that that you could describe it as you're working with people? 
Yeah. Um, I could, you know, when I think back to just personal experiences, you know, when I'm giving someone an intuitive reading or, or healing and I start to see, like, sometimes I'll pick up on past lives. Sometimes I'll, you know, see a loved one. Sometimes it's just information that they need. Even now, I, I, I laugh. It's like I've been doing this for so long. And yet when I get that confirmation, it's, I'm like, wow, I was right. <laughs> Even though I know I'm right. Like it's, you know, so there's, so, so there's little moments like that. Mm-hmm. But I think that the biggest one, like when, when you had originally asked the thing, I always trust that first thing that pops in, um, was my relationship with Billy, my, my current, um, soul partnership. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when we met, he, he was just a, a student in one of my class. I don't want to say just a student. He was taking my class, but I, I was dating someone else at the time. And, I had convinced myself because of so many failed relationships and a failed marriage that the person that I was with, that wasn't Billy, like I was happy and all of this stuff, like completely against, you know, all my real beliefs, but I didn't mm-hmm. realize, that. I didn't realize that. And, um, so I met Billy and it was this intuit, like this, like soul intuitive clarity that I tried to deny, but I kept feeling it. Mm-hmm. And Did you feel like you knew him for a thousand lives. Uh-huh. Thank you. That's, yeah, you mm-hmm. couldn't have put it better myself. <laughs> yeah, I think I've known and, that feeling. And um, so when we met and, um, you know, we're talking, I remember like saying to myself, nope, this isn't right. You shouldn't be doing this. And then there I would be in the email, like texting or messaging him. And mm-hmm. uh, I'll never forget it because I was in Hong Kong teaching at the time. I was in my hotel room and uh, regarding the other relationship that I was in, I, I just literally said... Uh, God, Holy Spirit, angels, <laughs> everybody out there in the in the light, anything or anyone who is not in alignment with my highest truth, may it fall away. And I always say, be careful what you wish for, because mm-hmm. with, within 24 hours, the guy that I was dating texted me and said, you know, I just can't seem to make you happy. Maybe we need to break. Oh, wow. And I, and I remember, you know, it wasn't, not, I don't want to say like anything malicious, like it was like I wasn't sad or, you know, because it was an ending. Right. But it was just like everything. It was like that aha of, mm-hmm. wow, not only was I feeling it and am I putting it out there, but it's like the universe supporting that that soul intuition and connection. And, you know, and then I, it's like everything else then came into alignment as a result. And it's not that, boom, I was with Billy right after that. But shortly, right. you know, after that then and being with him, it just felt so right and so intuitive wise. It was like everything in complete alignment. So, okay, five thousand questions for the 10, <laughs> for the thousand lives. Um, okay, let, let me see where to start. So, how long have you and Billy been together? Let's start with that. Uh, four years. Okay. So, I believe that there are probably a a number. There's a, probably a percentage of listeners, right, who mm-hmm. wonder when they'll meet their soul connection. I I just think that there's enough people in the world that are probably having that curious question on any given day. Mm -hmm. And the tricky thing is, okay, so for you, you felt like what were, can you describe in more words or more thoughts, if you can, Yeah. how you knew that feeling of a thousand years, a thousand lives, I mean. 
Well, it's interesting because I had I had just about given up on that whole concept, which mm-hmm. is why I love talking about this because it happened a lot later in my life after mm-hmm. a failed divorce and then a fail, you know, not failed, mm-hmm. but you know, like, um, and I love that you know I'm a, I'm a student of A Course in Miracles, um, which is a spiritual text, and I love it because it says in that that all relationships are assignments. Mm-hmm. And so when I think of it in that term, like my ex-husband and I, we still talk. It's just mm-hmm. I believe we were meant to be friends, and you know, it just. Well, and you ran your. I mean, there's like you have a you have a you know you have the due date on this assignment is this day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the duration of the assignment. And then there were other relationships, some long and deep, and you know, one very painful one. I believe they were all soulmates, even mm-hmm. the real, real painful one, because it got me to a deeper part of myself as a result of all of that. But then, I what the only thing that it did is the older I got was start to make me believe that all that romance was Hollywood and mm-hmm. all of that. And the funny thing is, Billy said the same thing from being through a very um, toxic marriage, and then to going to a toxic relationship after that, he was like, that's it. And it's so funny because mm-hmm. we say, had him and I met at any other time, it wouldn't have worked, Jane, mm-hmm. because of because of the other stuff that we had. So we always like, we're, we always say, I'm so glad we found each other, but it, it was a divine and perfect moment. Mm-hmm. And how did I know was one, because I had like completely given up on it and just thought that it wasn't real. And so I was going to settle because I was happy and I was with someone that was a, a good man. But even hear how I say that, he was nice. Like, yeah, he's good. You know? <laughs> it's like when and, Mel Robbins says, oh, how are you? I'm fine. Like, fine. That's all you want is fine. That's good enough. Right. You know, like that's what, that's what our bar is now. Fine. You know, there's yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> and we tell, yeah, we do that. Right. We, and, and we tell ourselves these stories and then we believe them. When I met Billy, it was like, I was never, I've never been more myself to tie to that, that back into it to a point where I would do things that was embar- were embarrassing myself, <laughs> I did, but I didn't care because mm-hmm. I just felt so like I could be me. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like, cause I, I remember thinking, why are you doing this crazy voice or telling him this weird story? Mm-hmm. It just felt so right. And it was just so beyond any, you know, anything I'd ever experienced, even, you know, up, up until that point, even though I'd had other times when I was in love, this mm-hmm. was just off the charts. Um, it's funny what you said before about lifetime. We always say, you know, how someone say, oh, we, I, the love of love of my life. We always say the love of my lifetimes because, oh. You know, and I know it's corny, but um, <laughs> oh no, I totally this, get that. I would totally say yeah, that, yeah. But we just we know that we've just been together before and have probably mm-hmm. looked for one another before. And we actually we went to Egypt uh, two years ago and had actual visual remembrances of um, a few of our lifetimes in Egypt there together. Wow. When we were walking the temples, and we both like we didn't even like we looked at each other. And we were in this one room and we were like, we've been here before. Oh. And it was, it was a joyous occasion. Then there was another room where it was very sad. And it, uh-huh. so you go, you go through all of this, but it's so beautiful. And, you know, Egypt's just in, insane to help in that way. <laughs> I know I, you and a few of the other people, actually a few of the people on the show, cause I all met, I met you all through the same person through Christine. Oh, Christine. Right. Yes, and then Kathy. I love her. Yeah. And Kathy though, with the bowls, the singing bowls. Yeah. Kath- Kathleen? Kathleen. 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 We had a magical group right. together there. Oh, and um and oh geez, just total totally drew a blank. 
Oh, Regina. Regina, Regina. thank you. (laughs) Like I can see her in front of me, but I couldn't get the name. So yeah, all of you from that same experience, which makes me um, begin to wonder if that's where I'm going to end up at some point is in Egypt, checking out that stuff. Oh, I I highly recommend it if if your soul is calling you Mm -hmm. there. We went with Stuart Pierce, who's a dear friend of ours. He takes people there twice a year and he just provides such a Mm -hmm. setting that's, you're not just getting information or history, you're getting a whole spiritual experience too because of um, just how he has the whole thing set up. Mm -hmm. It's magic. He's actually in New York this summer, I think. On the East Coast. Yes, yeah. he's you, actually, yeah. yeah, I'm helping him do a workshop oh, this cool. weekend in, in the city. Yeah. Oh, cool. Someone invited me to that, but I couldn't quite swing it with this other trip. But yeah, okay, side story, sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, back to the conversation that we were talking about, um, soulmates and that whole thing. I was trying to think if there was any other questions I had about it. Um, so for people who are wondering, like, if that is a possibility what, what do you think it takes for that to happen? Is it just having the belief that it will come? Well, not for you, because you said you'd stop believing in it. I know. That's so funny, so, because yeah. um, I, well, let me say this. I said that I stopped believing it in my mind, but I never stopped believing in my heart. Mm. Do you and think, that's a big difference. Yeah, that's good. That's a good thing. So I think a lot of people still have that. Do you think yeah. that because of the way people are evolving, And I don't know if you can answer this, so I'm sorry if I'm putting you on the spot. But um, it's a fun question. So as people are evolving and getting more enlightened and being more awake or whatever term you want to use, more Mm -hmm. connected to their soul and and the universe, do you think that we are – it's a fortunate and unfortunate thing of remembering past lives? I I had something where I was at like the food court in the mall and – Everything in my being was like screaming at me to turn around and talk to this man. Like, like he, like I didn't even see him, but something was like tapping me in the head. You know what I mean? That feeling yeah. of like, hey, 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 hey. And I looked around at him, and he had a you know a few young kids, and his wife was over sitting waiting or whatever. And I'm like, that would be weird. I can't just turn around and say, <laughs> um, everyone that talks to me is telling me I'm supposed to talk to you right now. That would be weird. And I don't usually get loud signals like that. Usually everything for me is like, was that a sign? Was that something? But this was like a loud and clear scream. Or yeah, I've had that where I meet someone and yeah, I, it's almost like I can remember it. Like it's still in existence in another dimension, but it's not lined up for this lifetime. Right. That, you know, I mean, it's such a deep and, and powerful question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I really believe that we live in an orderly universe and and there really aren't any mistakes. Mm-hmm. And so what I mean by that, and yeah, there's the timing component. Billy and I were just talking the other day about a place that neither one of us knew that we were at when I still lived in New York before I moved to California. And we were like, what if we were there at that same time? Mm-hmm. And so we're exploring, we're trying to backtrack and do research. And the reason I bring that up is, you know, that wouldn't have been the right time. Mm-hmm. He was in his, I think we were both in our twenties, you know, mm-hmm. um, And so what I mean is there's the divine timing component, but as far as connecting with people from from other lifetimes, I I think it happens every day, whether we're aware of it or not, because I believe that we travel with a soul family and Mm -hmm. um, some might be that immediate experiences and some may be just a random stranger that smiled at you or you smiled at them and there was some kind of energetic um, transaction that took place. Mm -hmm. Something like what you were explaining, um, I think that to have that 
to be drawn to that person could very well um, be a past life. And just by you allowing yourself to look at him and Mm -hmm. just have whatever feelings come up, that may have been enough. Yeah. See, as human beings, we want to have it figured out and we want to balance the healing and this and that. But like, what if the healing was done just by you taking a breath and looking? Yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? Well, the problem with that one is he was like super attractive. So I kept trying, I kept staring (laughs) and I kept like, stop looking, stop looking, turn away. But anyway, it was, it was one of those, I mean, I have times where I feel compelled to speak to somebody, a stranger and I do. I mean, I, I'm pretty well known for that of like just walking up to strangers. But in this case, it just felt like not the right, there would be no way to make sense of what I was going to say. And I don't like putting my I don't always like putting my stuff on other people. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah, it was a, it was an interesting moment. Um, well, let me just yeah. say is I, I think that by you not, um, you were trusting your intuition, Jane, by mm-hmm. not saying something. Yeah, it just didn't feel like, because I will say things. I'll, I'll like, I right. will actually run across a room to talk to somebody if I feel like something's telling me I have to do it. Right. I think I've actually started a conversation like that. Um, someone in my head is telling me I have to talk to you. And then, yeah. And I love that because that that's that's following that internal guidance system, mm-hmm. whether you want to call it your intuition, whether you want to believe that angels are whispering in your ears that you need to do this. I mean, it's, it's you know, right. again, when it comes to belief systems, whatever works for you. Yeah. I mean, that's but that's the kind of thing that sort of shakes me up because then mm-hmm. when I do follow my intuition and it goes a little bit wonky, you know. Mm-hmm. Then I, you know, if I if I follow that signal and it goes wonky, or if it um, ends up in being like some sort of hurt at the end, I'm like, well, was that a good idea? But I do, I mean, I subscribe to the the belief that all of these things are learning. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of go with that. But anyway, um, there was something else I could go on this about all day. So because not everybody wants to hear about starstruck, you know, ancient um, <laughs> thousand life love stories, I think I better go on to something new. Um, Somewhere along the way, I think you told me that you were you had a radio show at one point. Yes. And so I just have to know about that. <laughs> um, I had a radio show. I, I started with one that's probably the archives are probably still on there, just on Blog Talk Radio. And then I um, there's a uh, was called one to listen.com. I was an intuitive advisor and then I had a radio show through them for, Oh gosh, I don't know, at least a year or so. And it was called the magic hour. I have on my website, I have a bunch of archives and then mm-hmm. I have a, bu- I have a bunch that I, I want to just get some help in, in putting up on a new site that I have that's being made. But it was basically, I interviewed different spiritual you know, teachers, sometimes it was just a platform for me, for me to, mm-hmm. to, to teach and have a, have a topic. And I called it the magic hour because I would always share like a magical moment and talk about gratitude. And, uh, I would take questions from, from people that would call in live and I would do readings, uh, or there would be a chat room. People would post in questions. And so I would do intuitive, uh, readings that way. And I loved it. It was so much fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. check that out. That sounds really fun, but you're not doing that right now, right? You're doing more of your in person. I'm doing a lot. Well, I do a lot of, you know, stuff online and phone. Mm-hmm. I, I want to start something similar to that. I just haven't figured out it. Like, is it going to be a podcast, like something like this or mm-hmm. do, do I want it to be live so that I can, 
you know, connect. So that's what I'm exploring. And it's hopefully in the very near future. And even though I'm going to do it by myself, Billy and I also want to, I want to be able to do one myself and then one with him. Nice. Since him and I are doing so much work together. Well, and it's so much easier nowadays to do those kind of things. Even radio, you can do in a way that's way different from, you know, even 10 years ago or five years ago. Yeah. So I have another question for you, kind of a different track. Um, okay. This is a way off. It's a, a new question I'm asking, and it's been kind of fun and entertaining. So I hope you enjoy it, too. Okay. Um, is there a skill or a characteristic or a talent type of thing that you admire a lot in somebody else, but you don't feel like it's something either that you can um, cultivate or that you have? Like, for example... Um, I don't know if I should use the same example. Let me think if I have not. Well, I really admire people who can oil paint. I think it's, or, or acrylic paint, but just painters who can do these beautiful, beautiful okay. creations that, like, I don't know how to do that. And I, I don't know if I can cultivate it, you know, or if I look at um, someone who climbs the Himalayas. Now, I get that if I put my mind to things, I could do them eventually, but it's not something I see me doing in my lifetime at this point. But I really admire that. So is there something that right. you that you look at that you go, oh, that thing? Um, well, I mean, the first thing that comes along, I think, you know, I love to sing. And I'm mm-hmm. a decent singer, but when I hear, like, the kind of, you know, singing that I really love, like musical theater, um, I'm not at that caliber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so I don't know if that really That's a good answer. Count. Yeah, I don't know if that answer. Yeah. It's, and so it's about like but you know this but I know what it stems from is mm-hmm. I don't I don't let go. Uh, I get all caught up in how I sound rather than letting go, mm. you know, and Billy and I have talked about it cause we'll, we sing together and he'll be like, you know, when you're not in your head, you sing so great, <laughs> but it's, you know, so I think it's just, you know, it's that thing of like being in my heart, but, and it's like what you were saying, if you, if I really trained and committed to it, I, I'd probably be even better. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's cool. I think it's, it's interesting to see what people really admire, like the thing that they look at and go, oh, that thing, you know? Yeah. Um, like I'd my, say that and dancing, too. Yeah. Like, uh, like, you know, like I love the show So You Think You Can Dance. When I see the way they move their body, I'm mm-hmm. just like, ah. So it would be, yeah. I, 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 I've <laughs> joked in a parallel universe. I'm a singer and a dancer somewhere. <laughs> Actually, it's so funny you said dancing because my example last time was J-Lo. Like, I would love to oh, dance really? like that. Like, I saw her. I follow her now on Instagram and she's got a new show she's doing, I think in Vegas or something. And she had some clips from it and I'm like, Oh my gosh. (laughs) But you know, she's been dancing for a lot of years and she's got the, all the things that go along with being a good dancer. So she uh, sure does. Yeah, she does. She's so amazing. Um, Okay. So that was my question. So where are we at here? Oh my gosh. We're doing pretty good on time. Um, Is there anything that you'd want to share about like, how you give back with your skills, like with your talents and your gifts that you have, you know, what it is that motivates you to keep doing this. And because I'm sure there's some sort of service that's coming out of it that you're like, I want to do this because it's helping people, which I think is the bottom line, but yeah. in your own words. Um, yeah. So I love really helping people. Like I get so much out of seeing 
what really is a, a version of me from a different place. Mm. Uh, and so it's like, I can see myself and then being able to, because I've been there, help someone out of it. So I've had anxiety a lot of my life, as I've mentioned, um, I've gone in and out of some pretty deep depression. Uh, I've, and I've had different experiences that, um, now when I can give back and really help someone through and have them like cry with me and, um, like, well, see, you know, this happened the other day and like I sat in meditation and gratitude. Uh, this girl came up to me and she goes, you've helped change my life. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, like I, I, it chokes me up even thinking about it because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that's, I just want to do that for as many people as I can. Mm-hmm. And, and usually it's, you know, and it's, it's from the hardships I've been through where I look back and realize now that I'm at a different space. And so being able to help someone through, you know, whatever it is in their mind that they're beating themselves up about, or that they're not letting go of, or that they're not allowing themselves to feel, or they're just not seeing it from a perspective that is serving them. Mm -hmm. And then that's what my gift is, or, you know, picking up on some kind of healing block or past life issue that, you know, just by sharing it with them, you know, they have a cathartic experience and then, uh, you know, I get emails that were like, oh, I feel so much lighter or, oh, I feel so much better. And I'm just in such gratitude because mm-hmm. that, that's, that's kind of, that's it for me, you know? Well, it's such a gift. I mean, helping people through those situations or in any way, mm-hmm. it helps everybody. Yeah. That's the thing. So you're, it's such a gift that you have. I'm so glad you found that work. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because I, I, I've always said that like, well, you you said before you haven't had some kind of hardships and, or struggles. And, and I know that we we can't compare our paths, like Mm -hmm. people that, that like lose children or have some kind of major tragedy. We all have our version of that in our life. And Mm -hmm. so we, we can't compare, you know, some of the darkness that I've experienced for a very long time. I now see, wow, I, I chose that on a soul level so that I can help people mm-hmm. at a, at a deeper point now. And I, mm-hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't help on that level if I didn't go through it mm-hmm. in, in that, in that manner. And so I, it's, it helps me understand some of the trials and hardships and pains that I have suffered, if you will, you know, and now it's like, I would choose it all over again. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm knock on wood, not that I I'm want it now. But <laughs> not calling that in, right? <laughs> not calling it in now. Thank you. I release it in gratitude and move forward in grace and ease. <laughs> but I, I think everybody needs that person a little bit ahead or a farther ahead, whatever amount that reaches a hand back and lifts them up, you know? Yeah. And, and that's really if we circle it to bring it full circle, which I don't usually do, so this is kind of fun <laughs> to bring it full circle. That's really what religion does. It's reaching to the people who are lost and giving them a hand, pulling them up, you know. And so, yeah, today, you know, we have a lot of different ways to look at it, but it's essentially um, helping humanity individually, one by one, doing our part to help humanity, you know. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think that 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 we go through a path where we may just stay in whatever that religion or belief system is, or we evolve and grow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, either way, it's just honoring, 
honoring, you know, honoring where everyone else is at, but most importantly, honoring where you're at. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing I tell myself all the time to honor where I'm at. And Eve, you know what that means? And it's the only thing I don't think religion necessarily tells you. Sometimes I think some religions, you're putting a Band-Aid on something or there's like a cliche statement or that is supposed to help you through where I really believe you need to honor the dark things that come up. And that doesn't mean I'm, when I say that, I mean, honor the human parts of it. There, there's a lesson and a message in anger, in unforgiveness, in sadness, in, you know, mm-hmm. so you can't just bypass them. It's honoring them. It's just, you don't want to dwell in any of them. Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. There's so many of those things that that's part of our human experience. And yeah, it's going, yep, that happened. I get that. I learned from it. I'm moving on, but not just pretending it never happened, you know? Right. Yeah. Wow. This could go on all day, like most of these <laughs> conversations. Um, this has been really fun, though. It was, I think, hopefully for people, like, pretty insightful, because not that it was all about me learning things, but it was a good exchange of these topics, because they're deep, you know? Well, I mean, that's me. I, I know I tend to go deep, but I also feel like I try to keep it light at the right. same time. <laughs> oh, definitely. You definitely. Know? We did. Yeah. We definitely did that. Um, and I think uh, I want to make sure people can find you. So can you rattle off the best place for them to find you? Is it your website? Is it? Yeah, I have okay. a new one being developed, but for now, and I will still keep this, it's tinamarie444.com. I love the three fours. Those are my favorite. Yep. Okay. So that's the best place. And then you can see different, you know, aspects of my work and a way to contact me through there. And so people can get one-on-one appointments with you or they can go to some of your yeah. workshops, right? Either way. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And then I do webinars also if oh, cool. they're not in the physical location. So yeah. And you can do those from even the one-on-ones you can do from anywhere, right? Yeah, I either, depending on the person, we could do Zoom or Skype where we could see each other or not, mm-hmm. um, or phone or just Skype without the camera because I just honor you know people's, whatever they're comfortable with. Right. That's awesome. And I, I will attest to the fact that um, it's a lovely experience because I went through it myself back whenever we were talking in December. Oh, it yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it was, very, it was very insightful. I mean, I think that's the reason I love working with um, people like yourself who do the kind of work that you do is it's not always that like, um, you know, it's like a, you know, oh, I I could have had a V8 kind of moment where you're like, oh, yeah, but it's more that there's like a subtle perspective for me at this point. And I'll go and it'll like, it'll blow up like a week or two later. I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) But at the moment, it's more just some like more perspective, which helps me so much in sorting things out. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tina, so much for being with me today. This was really interesting. I mean, I feel like I need to go listen to it again already, right away, and learn again. Oh, Jane, thank you so much. You make it just so comfortable and easy to just uh, have a an open tar- uh, talk, soul to soul. <laughs> awesome. I think we just did that. So good thing. Well, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I told you you were going to enjoy that, and I sure did. It was what was really amazing to me is the kind of windy path that she took. Like, how do you go from acting to animal care to angel intuitive? It's a pretty crazy path, right? But it reminds me myself to pay attention to when I'm really having fun doing something. It might not be the thing I'm meant to do, but if I'm really enjoying it, there's something in that. Like for me, it's talking with new people, just connecting with them. And um, I remember when I was in high school and trying to figure out my path and I was driving to to school and I saw someone mowing the lawn 
like a riding mower mowing the lawn on a super hot, hot day. And I thought, whatever it is, I just don't want to have to work outside, <laughs> which is so funny now because I would love to work outside every day. Anyway, thanks for listening, and I look forward to seeing you again. So, are you following your passion, inspiring people, and willing to share your story? Then find me, because that's what I do. And remember, keep up with all the news by visiting glisteningparticles.com and signing up for the newsletter where you'll get the inside scoop on where I'll be wandering next, some guest updates, and the latest random acquaintance story. For up-to-the-moment shenanigans, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you see me post from down the road at your local diner, be sure to drop everything and come say hi, because I love to meet the listeners. Until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.